The following is a paid program and is meant for educational information only and is the sole opinion of today's sponsors. A full inspection of your situation is suggested before taking any action. You're listening to Making Your Home Great on News Radio 680 WPTF. I'm Dave Alexander, Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier in studio. Hello, sir. Hello, sir. How are you doing? doing so, so far, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, Dale Nichols of Pipe Techs Plumbing Technologies joins us by phone. Hi, Dale. How you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Good. We're going to talk today about water issues, mold, obviously, moisture in the walls, under the floor, and we're both of you guys have some uh, some great experience with that and can uh, tell us more. Tell me more um, about this. The telephone lines open if you want to talk either to Dale or to Brock. Telephone number is 919-860-9783. Brock, talk first about Triangle Radiant Barrier. What's the range of services? Well, Triangle Radiant Barrier, we specialize mostly on, on home efficiency, uh, that from uh, sealed crawl spaces all the way up to high-grade installations up in the attic space. Um, we normally come in and do a, an efficiency energy audit, so we run uh, system checks on your HVAC, make sure that it's running properly. Uh, do tests on the insulation, see if we can track down why the utility bills are as high as they are, uh, and and also encapsulated crawl spaces, which is going to help with indoor air quality. Yeah, we're going to talk with Dale a lot about the after effects of of water um, in the in the home. Welcome, Dale, and uh, tell me about uh, Pipetex Plumbing Technologies. How long have you been doing this? Uh, well, personally, been doing it for about thirty five years, and our company's been around about twenty years. And we're a full-service plumbing company, from drain cleaning to putting in water heaters to actually commercial construction to, uh, you know, we have the drain cleaning equipment, the cameras, do a lot of crazy cameras and plumbing unique things. What do you need a camera for in plumbing? Well, sometimes you just need to go down the line and see what the cause and what's causing the line to back up. So sometimes we have to... We can run a camera down. That camera puts out an actual radio signal where that point is. And there may be roots in the line or maybe broke or just maybe not even continually owned or, or discontinued you know, or damaged. So like if a, if a drain is collapsed underneath the ground, best way is to send a camera in and, and see what's up. Exactly. Especially right. like what you were talking about with water leaks and founda- or foundations and stuff. Sometimes the storm drains are or blocked, or bent, or cracked, or they just need to be replaced, but a camera would be able to identify those problems. Now, does the camera also help you track the distance in which the, the, the break could happen, so you guys are able to figure out where to dig? Yes, sir. It puts out 412 megahertz, and just like a radio station, we can dial it right down to a hubcap almost. No kidding. Wow. Yes, sir. That technology is there. You find you're doing more commercial or uh, more residential? I can honestly say we do everything. It yeah. could be commercial, residential, apartment complexes, a lot of condominiums where you got four houses in one building or four units in one building. And the water's going down the drain and actually affects the, another, uh, you know, one of the third building, the third unit, affecting the, the first unit or something like that. With the camera, we can identify those problems. Now, uh, 
uh, out of curiosity, I would assume that uh, your industry, you have certain things that you do at different types of the uh, different times of the year. Obviously, during the winter months, you guys are really focused on winterizing the pipes. But moving into spring and summer, what what advice would you give your customers right now to run tests on the system to make sure everything is flowing properly? Well, flowing properly probably just if you got something that's like you see water standing around a floor drain or tubs that didn't go down, but they went down eventually, or, you know, in a basement where there might be some some water standing. It could be the drain system's not handling the, the amount of gallons of water that it needs to and uh, might need to be cameraed or something like that. You see standing water and drains. Um, you see downspouts running over outside. Um, you know, we are talking about as far as drains, Sanitary sewer drains and storm drains, local water running over these drains. You know, not taking the water that they need to do because there's breaks or or clogs. Well, talk to us about this smoke leak locating. We're here on your website and we're looking over all the different options that you have. Well, a number. The reason we use that is because we have a lot of problems with sewer sewer odor and sewer smells and homes, businesses, and things like that. So we're able to go there, you know, at least communicate with the customer that we're going to smoke their home. And, you know, there's no children in the house, no family in the home. And we actually put in a certain um, uh, it's, it's a smoke in there that actually has uh, um, it kind of glows in the dark, luminous material. And it shines out of the wall or anything like that. We use a, a blue light to kind of find that uh, odor or that smoke coming out. And uh, really, it's, uh, we don't. We used to have to call the fire department, but now we have the technology to do it uh, with a uh, you know a smoke that actually puts out a fluorescent color, and it's not really uh, really it's not even dangerous to the, anybody. It's just that. Yeah, when you go to pipetexplumbing.com, the website mm-hmm. for Pipetex, and it says smoke leak locating, it means that you're using smoke to locate <laughs> yeah. leaks in yeah. water pipes. Yeah. No, I didn't get that storm, the first we, try. No, we use it in storm drains and sanitary sewer. We don't use it in water lines. Oh, you don't use it in water lines. Okay, all right. Yeah, so. we have another technology for finding leaks in water lines. We use helium and um, nitrogen, and we use that. And we actually have a sniffer that can walk out and find a broken water line. So we use not smoke. We actually use helium for water lines. Mm. Uh, maybe I need to clear that up on my website. But yeah, we use No, helium. no, no. You've got yeah. it. We didn't click on it. You know, Brock and I are just kind of headline people. We're, we're going to look at the headlines and see, you know, see if we can ask you a question about it. But now that makes yeah, sense. To go on about the helium, uh, most cities and municipalities actually find their leaks on the sidewalks and and, uh, in con- and under concrete use helium to find their leaks, too, because sometimes you may have a leak where the water's actually finding a, a weaker spot in the ground to go like right. another ditch and that helium still going to kind of come up through the ground through concrete and asphalt I thought helium was the kind of thing that we're running out of somebody told me <laughs> yeah that. we're kind of running out of we use nitrogen too and it works nitrogen also nitrogen okay oh yeah, that makes all sense all that stuff's trying to escape the air and we find it escaping through the concrete and asphalt again that's where we tell you to put the, we usually put that hubcap where you need to dig and excavate find there's a broken water line there. That's impressive. Yes. Where do most leaks happen? Is it the water line coming into the house, or is it uh, plumbing in the house? 
it's good that you said that because most times the word leak is right there where they made the foundation penetration. They didn't sleeve it or didn't wrap something around it. And believe yeah. it or not, a water line actually vibrates going through. Um, it vibrates in the ground. And actually, it vibrates right there going through the penetration of the wall. And if it doesn't have a sleeve on it or nothing, it will burst. And it will start off as a small leak and eventually a big leak. And that's one of the biggest places for a leak. It's right there through that foot in the foundation. Is it the water moving through it that makes it vibrate, or is it just it's under the ground? and It's just the water going through it, vibrating yeah. a little bit at a time, but a long time. It's, you know, a lot of tears, a lot of nicks on the water line, especially with polybutylene and, and uh, the plastic pipes that we put in. Well, Dale, I have to be honest here. I'm here looking at your website, and, and I'm, I'm very impressed with the accreditations that you guys have. Uh, you, Duke Energy Progress, pre-qualified contractor. You're with the Better Business Bureau, uh, EPA Water Sense Partner. I mean, it's really impressive, the incre- uh, accreditations that you have. Uh, I'm assuming this is going back with your 35 years of experience, but it appears that you really go over and beyond to not only know your craft, but really take care of your customers. Yes, uh, I, uh, we're involved with green plumber, as you see there. That's water conservation. We actually try to recommend folks to, you know, put the right fixture in that saves them water from just, you know, recommending tankless water heaters mm-hmm. to we're recommending high-efficiency heat pump water heaters to just even using your water heater efficiently and setting it at the right temperature, which is 120 degrees and not 145, which we see a lot out there in the field. But, um so we do try to, uh, you know, help people conserve energy and, and a lot of things, especially water. There is definitely a, a issue with not enough water. At least the water treatment plants think so. Well, to reference those water heaters you were just talking about, the tankless systems, do you have any advice for our listeners uh, which customers might be uh, the right type of customer for that type of application? I've heard it go both ways. Uh, if you have gas, I hear it is an incredible investment. Uh, and I've heard people say if you're all electric, it might not be. What's your opinion on it? I feel like tankless, you can use, if you have two electric water heaters, if you have two gas water heaters, we can usually take you down to one tankless water heater. And wow. tankless, water heater, tankless water heater is based on gallons per minute coming out of your faucets and all that stuff. We design it based off of that. Mm-hmm. And I have a tankless in my home. I never run out of hot water. Just yeah. have enough hot water. So. Well, Dale, I start my day. I start my day trying to get some hot water at the, uh, you know, at the shower, and well, I have to, I have to waste all the water <laughs> in the pipe, that, right, between yeah, the, the hot water heater and the shower head. There's a good product for that um, on demand type water heater pump, booster pumps and yeah. uh, circulation pumps. That you actually hit a doorbell and it actually turns the pump underneath that sink. Yeah. It brings water to your fixture, and by the time you brush your teeth or by the time you, you know, uh, shave, it's got water there. You're not wasting that water, and uh, it's right, it's hot water right in that bathroom. Well, it's too late for me. My teenagers have moved out. They're now in their 20s, and they know they're... <laughs> take, take as many showers, but thank you. Hold on, Dale and uh, Brock. Uh, Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier and Dale Nichols of Pipetex Plumbing Technologies. You're listening to Making Your Home Great on WPTF.
This is Making Your Home Great. News Radio 680 WPTF, our telephone number if you want to talk to either Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier or Dale Nichols of Pipetex Plumbing Technologies, 919-860-9783. And Brock's got a question for Dale. What What were you curious about? Yeah, Dale, here lately I've had, a, especially going through the winter, a lot of the customers that call us out are to do crawl space inspections. And yeah. during my inspections, uh, on a, a higher percentage than I would have figured, I, I find leaking pipes down into the crawl space. Now, do you find that pipes leaking in the crawl space uh, is, is something really common across the board? Uh, is it either due to poor insulation, installation, or freezing uh, uh, temperatures? Or what, what, when you run into leaks into a house, are you finding them more in the crawl space, or are you finding them in interior walls? Well, I, I, if you're seeing a lot of pipes leaking, it's not a... It's not a popular job that we're doing in the repair, in the repair business, but uh, polybutylene seems to, to be the biggest problem where uh, pipes may be leaking in the crawl space and nobody knows it. Um, right. And they, it, there was a class act you know, way back in the day, in the 80s, I mean, in the early 90s. Uh, so there's been a lot of claims about that pipe where it you know, damaged the home and, and Polybutylene, but I don't want to get into it. But that we've been just replacing that out with uh, pegs or copper. And uh, but your question is, yes, we don't, we really don't see a lot of that. But out of uh, ten calls, we may get one, two calls that leaks under the crawl space. But there are products out there that we can recommend that will monitor and do leak detection for you. Um, I can tell you about that if you know more about that. I'd be very interested. Yes. I yeah, left a okay. Dale. I left a garden hose on for a day and a half. <laughs> okay, no, I really did this two weeks ago. I was washing something and uh, left it, let it run. It was in the backyard. Could is there any technology that can save me from myself? Yeah, if you go to our website at hottechsplumbing dot com, you see there's a flow by mowing, and it's a great product. Um, it measures the water that goes through your home. And if there's a certain certain spike, it would uh, let you know. If you level faucet on, you can actually go to your uh, your phone and you know dial right in on the app, and or at least go to that app and change and turn it off. And it's slow by mowing. And it's just got so many things you can actually argue with the water company about your water bill. Yes, all the work goes in your home. That sounds great. Uh, we like it because <laughs> of the emergency cutoff on it. We like it. I have one in my in my home, and I'm excited about it. You know, I could turn things off and I could check it and, you know, check the water bill and make sure the water company's actually sending me the right bill. Now, wait a minute. You're, you're telling me that you have an emergency shut off that you can control with your phone? Yes, sir. It's called Flow by Mowing. You know, Mowing's good folks. They make faucets, they do a lot of great things. This Mowing is a great product and, well, and it's easy to install and put it in a crawl space. The water and you can monitor the flow. And, you know, when you got a leak, uh, it's probably going to be a big thing happening in new homes and stuff. I would say so. That's very impressive. Talk, I, the, talk about a smart home. Uh, yeah, a smart home. Are you kidding? That okay. if you could, if you could limit a, uh, a girl's a teenage girl's shower to just <laughs> 10, 12 minutes, that would be an awesome thing. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really good. Great product. It's funny because I, 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 
I'm on the website and I kind of went left while everybody else on the show went right. Uh, you will, of course, replace toilet uh, facilities. Do you yeah. know anybody who's got any one of the old toilets? Um, I know you can't sell them, but the ones... Do you ever sit around and just wax philosophical about a 3.6-gallon flush? Cause yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just a waste of water. We've actually... Uh... We were actually going to schools where they had grants, especially in Burlington. And yes. We were putting all the toilets to 1.28. And, uh, and well, well, I think we, uh, the Lousy Journal went to 1.0 gallons. So, right. Uh, water saving is a big thing, when you, especially when you think about school systems and things like that, that actually save money overall. You know, the treatment plants have to, have to treat so much water a day for each city that, you know, yeah, uh, they can. You know, if you can do things to help the city, and where they don't have to do more treatment to the water, better off. Um, but getting back to toilets, yeah, that's the that's the conservation item right there. There's been grants out there where they'd actually give you a hundred dollar rebate from the city of Raleigh, but I don't think that's there anymore. But there were rebates to get you know for a hundred dollars to get a water saving type toilet, uh, and it's been around. Um, you know, like three or four years ago, but yeah, that was a great idea. Well, I also noticed here on your website. I, again, I don't mean to keep talking about your website, but it's yeah, so impressive. It, right. it it looks like here I can even sign up for my own service call right on the website. Why don't you talk to me yes, about that? Sir. Yes, sir. Um, now I have a, I have folks that handle all that, but uh, basically you set up a service call, and usually we're called confirmed to time and all that stuff. Wow. But you at least get your data entry in there and get the right name and the right way to spell it. <laughs> yeah, and very good. You set up top, yes. It's, uh, and we, we don't always believe in you know, personal contact, at least a phone call to make sure we got the, you know, that this is a real call and all that kind of stuff. But very good. We'll talk more with Dale after the news. We've got Dale Nichols of Pipe Tech's Plumbing Technologies, Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. This is Making Your Home Great. Next week, Brian Garska with BD Blue Water Builders and Keith Ramsey from Garden Supply Company. On this show, Making Your Home Great, News Radio 680 WPTF. This is Making Your Home Great, News Radio 680 WPTF. Dale Nichols of Pipe Tech's Plumbing Technologies and Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. And Dale's website is pipetechsplumbing.com. Pipe Techs, T-E-C-H-S. Uh, but you, you type it in close to that and it'll get to you. Um, they're on <laughs> Mount Hermon. Oh, that's what, how I got there was I spelled it with a K, but it's all right. Uh, Google corrected me. Pipe Techs Plumbing Technologies on uh, Mount Hermon Road in Raleigh. Dale, your phone number here is 919-293-1221. What advice would you give our listening base uh, to reach out to your staff and have you guys come out and take a look at their property to make sure that they're not running into any issues with their plumbing? Well, we have a uh, we have a great office staff, and uh, if you just call in, we just believe in, we really believe in folks answering the phone and that kind of technology, just good old-fashioned technology, but just call in, we can set that up for you, and 
guys that kind of um, already trained that look for leaks and and things that would cause a leak. And um, you know, there's a possibility if you wore the heaters over ten to twelve years, maybe you might want to look at that and yeah. look at serial numbers on that to make sure how old that is. And um, just but calling the office is just the best way to really talk to somebody. There's always situations where, well, you know. Uh, you just don't want to go to the front door, or you just want to go to the back door. Or, yeah, you know, you don't want to go to a certain time. So, call the office; we can get those details. All right, thank you, Dale. <laughs> yes, sir. Dale Nichols from Pipe Techs Plumbing Technologies. We talked a lot about water. We did. And your end here, Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. You, your company, doesn't just you. You keep call, calling. Uh, it's almost like you, you've you've talked about barriers, but you know the crawl space underneath the house. You're not just insulating. No, Although, you're, you're not. Isn't that part of the company? Uh, it, it is. So, uh, in referencing the the water talk that we've been yeah. having today, um, most of the time homeowners reach out to us. It's it's one of two concerns. They're yeah. either getting standing water in their crawl space, right? Uh, or they're getting musty smells throughout the house. Mm. Now, the two kind of can have something to do with each other. Yeah. Um, the first step is you want to make sure that the, the, the drainage around the outside of the foundation of the property is adequate. Okay, right. Gutters is, is a very important thing to have on your house. I cannot explain to you how many homes I found that did not have uh, good gutter systems and just under, under the house was a moat. Mm-hmm. Um, putting downspout extenders on those downspouts to try to push water away from the property as far as possible is also very important. And in the event you still have standing water in the crawl space, most of the time that can be groundwater. Uh, so you could either do an exterior French drain around the outside of the property uh-huh. or do an interior French drain, sump pump and basin, if the outside is unavailable. Let's say you have a lot of concrete around the outside of the house. So yeah. Doing an outside French drain would be substantially more expensive. But why do we not want water down into the crawl space? Well, anybody here in North Carolina who's ever taken a peek under the house knows that there's a lot of wood down there. Your floor joists, your subfloor, your insulation. Right. And when you get water down into the crawl space, uh, it, it rises the humidity up to a point where you can get mold growth. I never understood why in so many houses with crawl spaces that it's just gravel down there or it appears to just be gravel. Most of the time, they try to do that for drainage. Yeah. Uh, so when a home is built per code in one of the low spot corners of the crawl space, they do uh, essentially a downpipe for drainage. Yeah. That way, in the event water gets into your crawl space, it flows down to the lowest point and it has a way to find its way out. Right. The gravel helps the water transfer as opposed to certain types of uh, dirts and muds that will just absorb the water, and then it's going to take a long time to dry maybe, that place out. Maybe it's a cost consideration. I'm thinking, why do I not have cement there? I mean, before the house was in place, before it was so difficult to get underneath there, why didn't somebody pour cement? <laughs> definitely cost. Uh, it's definitely cost. Yeah, that's why you, know, it's, uh, you can either do a basement or you do a crawl space. Well, right. a basement is going to 
cost you another thirty, forty thousand dollars to yeah. finish off a whole floor of a home. Yeah. Uh, so it is substantially cheaper. Now, don't let that run you guys away, our listeners. Most people here in North Carolina have crawl spaces. Yeah. Now, it, everybody is concerned with it because they understand what can come with bad crawl spaces. Mm-hmm. However. That's the reason you want to bring out a professional to take a look at it, because it might not be as bad as you think. Uh, Sometimes there are quick fixes. Sometimes you might just need a higher quality vapor barrier down there. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're not getting water problems, but the humidity down there is still high enough. It's causing mold growth on the Mm -hmm. subfloor. Mm -hmm. We see it all the time. Now, people always ask me, why? Why would we want to seal a crawl space? In a humid climate, uh, especially as we have here in North Carolina, a ventilated crawl space is subject to a few key ingredients for mold. Uh, Relative high uh, humidity, limited airflow, low tight, moderate uh, hot air. Uh, Mm -hmm. By properly sealing a crawl space, we're adding environmental conditioning like air inducers or dehumidifiers uh, to elevate that humidity. We want to bring it down to a a rating that we can maintain and prevent mold growth from even happening. Right. Um, Now, reason two to, to focus on your crawl space is indoor air quality. Uh, building science studies show that an average of about half of the air we breathe in our homes uh, actually originates in the crawl space. Well, okay. if all the, the air in the crawl space has mold contaminants floating right. around, it can cause poor indoor air quality. Uh, so that's something that's very important, uh, especially now with what we're all going through today and over the last week. Yeah. Yep. Well, the doctors say open the windows. And they tell, no, and here's the thing. They tell us that whether it's a warm day or a cold day, that it is the movement of air Uh and not the temperature, which will lessen your possibility of picking up a a virus or a bug. Um, We're in just a moment going to pick up the the one topic related to the crawl space that I think has caused a lot of debate among people, among neighbors. Even more than the fescue versus Bermuda grass debate, which is, again, that's, you know, crawl space vents. They're on the outside of my, uh, you know, I, I can open them or I can close them. I think that Brock actually knows when I'm supposed to open them and when I'm supposed to close them. Because I've got people who tell me, no, no, you close them up in the winter. And then some people, no, you open them up in the winter, you close them up in the summer. I'm going to ask Brock in just a moment. This is Making Your Home Great. Uh, Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier here. We're not just talking about crawl spaces. We're talking about everything related to um, what Triangle Radiant Barrier does, but also anything that you have a question with about your home. Call us at 919-860-9783. Telephone number at Making Your Home Great is 919-860-9783. Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier is here. We're going to solve the question about the uh, the little license plate-sized vents <laughs> around my house. Open now or closed now? So it is more humid in the spring and the summer than it is in the winter. And when it is most humid outside, Mm -hmm. you most definitely want it ventilated as best as possible. So you want the vents open 
during yeah. the spring and summer. Yeah. And you may close your vents going into the winter, which will also help with airflow. It's not going to stop it, but it yeah. will make a, a little bit of an impact. And if it was closed up in the winter time, of course, I'm trying to avoid a terrible circumstance. Almost never happens around here where freezing pipes underneath the house. I'd have to have my furnace off in order to have that happen. Am I wrong? Uh, no, you're 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 not wrong. Okay. Um, and again, that that tracks back to. Uh, different options that you have available to do crawl spaces. Mm-hmm. You see, most customers, uh, most most people that live here in North Carolina, what they have in their crawl space is they have a vapor barrier down on the ground, which yeah. is a plastic, right. uh, either a 6, 8, 10, 12, 16, or 20 mil. Right. Uh, and they have R19 insulation on the subfloor, so sure. above your head once you crawl down in the crawl space. That's minimum code requirement. Now, what we all know about minimum code is that is the bare minimum that they'll let you get by with uh, to pass. In my experience, uh, doing a a low-grade form 6 mil plastic uh, doesn't really make enough of an impact in a crawl space to justify having it done in the first place. Right. So if you're going to take time to invest into your crawl space, if you're wanting to really cut down on... Uh, uh, poor indoor air quality. There's a lot of different options for things that we can do. You see, we seal crawl spaces with rigid foam board. We can seal them with spray foam or even radiant barrier products like crawl barrier. Yeah. We do dehumidifiers. We do air induction, uh, which is a way of actually displacing HVAC air into the crawl space. Now, talking about cold yeah. floors, yeah. when you're running your heater in the winter and you're putting a little bit of warm air into a sealed foam environment, there are no more cold floors. It eliminates that problem. So yeah. there's a bunch of um, extras that, that you're able to benefit from if, if you do it correctly. I always wondered why we don't have a separate air-moving system in every home. Mm-hmm. For the crawl space. Just something to move the air. You know what the previous owner of my home did? And and this is a key to what I need to watch out for. He put up two electric fans. Right. And they're mounted to the floor joists. And when you turn them on, the whole house shakes. <laughs> but he, I know why he did it. Because we're built sort of on a hill. There's a hill behind my house. And the water rolls down. Yep. And I'm sure he saw standing water, panicked, and put those things in. You know, they're not a bad idea, okay? Yeah. I've, I've run into a lot of older homes, and believe it or not, where you would normally find the door to go into the crawl space, the hatch. Yes. There are, I found older homes that actually have built-in mounted fans on the door, yeah. negative pressure fans. So you're able to turn them on and try to pull air through the crawl space. Right. Now, there's pros and cons, you know, to everything that that we do. Those electric fans are typically heavy-duty. Yeah. They're commercial grade because it's not something that's going to be hanging in the inside of your living room. It's going to be outdoors in the elements. Right. So they're very expensive to have done, and they are using electricity. So it's a constant cost Mm -hmm. to maintain. Um, If you encapsulate, or even if you don't encapsulate, we have customers that want to put down plastic. They want to seal their vents, but they don't want to seal the crawl space, and then they want to put in a dehumidifier. 
Now, there's a reason you have to have no vents when you are running a dehumidifier, obviously. Sure. Otherwise, sure. you're pulling air from outside, turning it into water, and spitting it back outside. It would be running 24 hours a day. Yes. Okay, so when you seal the vents, what you're doing is you're putting a dehumidifier or air induction into a sealed environment. Mm-hmm. So it's able to turn off when it's supposed to. So you're not having this ongoing 24-hour-a-day electrical charge. Sure. Um, but it, it, it's very important to look into it because once mold starts growing under the crawl space, any of us that have ever had to pay someone to remediate mold knows yeah. it's very expensive. And being able to nip it in the butt at the beginning before it turns into a, a, a big problem is something I highly recommend at least everybody looking into. There are three choices for encapsulated crawl spaces. With our company, there yeah. are, yes. We try to give our customers as many options as possible in different price points. We want to try to accommodate everybody. So the the most expensive is spray foam? Actually, the most expensive is Bora foam board. So yeah. the foam board we use is not the foam board you can buy at Home Depot. Okay. okay. We have this stuff custom made and sent in. It is a Bora Care treated foam board. So it is uh, very effective in fighting against termites. Oh, good. Uh, so that that is what we call our Cadillac package. Uh, spray foam is the second least expensive, uh, and then crawl barrier is the least expensive. Okay. All right. And you also do certified mold remediation. We do. We're BPI certified. Uh, we can do residential and commercial uh, from a little bit of mold to heavy-duty black mold. We right. can do it all. I want to go in a totally opposite direction. We were under the house all day. And we're tired of being under the house. Can we go up to the to the attic? Because this is you do insulation and you do attic fans. Uh, we do, yes. Uh, so we're a full insulation company. We do open and closed cell spray foam. We do different types of high grade radiant barriers, all the mm-hmm. way down to standard blown in and batted insulation, spray insulation. So you can you insulate those those. Above the bonus room, what I would almost call the attic, you know, Mm -hmm. the attic space. I've got a home built 22 years ago with a ridge vent. Excellent. And folks who who know what a ridge vent is, you obviously know, bear with me 15 seconds. It's like a tiny, thin roof above my, at the peak of my other roof. That's right. The air comes from the uh, soffit soffit Mm -hmm. area goes up through the attic and up through the joists and goes goes to the top and it vents out. That's right. The previous owner put in a fan mm-hmm. in what was then the bonus room. Yes. You suppose I really need the fan? Well, I'm a big fan of ridge vents, okay, yeah. uh, for a few reasons. There's, they're not mechanical. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to break. Right. After you have it installed, you don't need to worry about it stop working five, six years down the road. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ridge vents use standard physics. The heat in the attic rises to the tallest point. Their soffit air helps push that heat up there, and it just transfers out the top of the roof. Yeah. Now, as somebody that used to do roofing in Texas, I can tell you that if you stand on a roof in August in Texas and you look down the peak of the roof, you just see heat pouring out of the ridge vent it it really shows you how effective they really are wow now that being said 
We do solar attic fans. I am Uh not a fan of electric fans. I think they're counterproductive. You're using electricity to cool off an attic to save on electricity. doesn't make sense to me. Good point. So we do solar attic fans. Now, if you don't have a ridge vent already, or if you have a hip roof, for example, where they could put the ridge is only four feet long because all of your panels lead up to one point. Yeah. Okay. You don't really have enough room to put a ridge vent in. So solar attic fans are most definitely the way to go. Now, the ones that we use are very high-grade fans. They are excellent. I have one on my house. Mm -hmm. We can do a 24-watt, 36-watt, or a 60-watt. And, and of course, they're not using electricity to help cool off your attic, so you'll be able to maximize your savings. Using the free electricity from the sunny days. That's right. That makes sense. How hot does it get up there? Well, that's a great question. I the, the hottest I've seen so far here in North Carolina was on a 94-degree day, and I had a customer that's attic we tempted at 152. So the average, you're, you're nor, on, a, on, a, on a hot day, a 95-degree day, it's normally going to be 135 to 140 up there. Just for comparison, McDonald's hot, uh, hot coffee is 180 degrees. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, you're in the ballpark there of hot coffee. It's your own personal sauna if you'd like to like to get up there and sweat it out. Well, and whether I've got the kids upstairs or not, I'm paying to air condition that area. I was advised not to do what my grandpa did, which was to close off all the vents and shut off the upstairs. <laughs> No, somebody so, somebody told me that was a, a bad idea. That that works well in the winter, okay? Because okay. the heat in your house is yeah. going to rise from the first floor to the top floor, so you can shut off your top floor system. Okay. Uh, that's something that I always uh, talk to people when I come out and do an energy assessment. I try to give them tricks, yeah. things that they can do to really cut down on, on kilowatt usage on some of the worst parts of the year, either the, the coldest or the hottest. Right. Um. That being said, uh, another variable, and again, it's a really good idea to have us come out and take a look, but, you know, the air conditioner is what kicks on on the outside of your house. That's what's the thing outside, right? Yes, yes. Your air handling unit is a large unit that we're going to find either in your attic or in your crawl space. Yeah. Well, most homes, I find the air handler in the crawl space. However, I even did an estimate for a customer this morning whose name was Brock. Uh, Don't get to meet a lot of other Brocks. But he had a two-story house. Both of his air handling units were in the attic. Now, uh, I know, I see that look. So I I explained to him while I was there, hey, listen, it would benefit you more to insulate the rafters of your attic and cool the attic off as much as possible so it helps your runtime on your air handling unit. Every customer's different. If your air handling unit is under the house, I might recommend insulating your floor because we're not trying to cool off the attic. We're trying to prevent that heat from now getting into your house. Yeah. So every house is different. Everybody has their own own way of doing things. And I just want to make sure that your home is running as efficiently as possible for the least amount of money possible. We just can't eyeball it ourselves. We really have to pick up the phone or get to the website and call Brock or someone with Triangle Radiant Barrier. By the way, triangleradiantbarrier.com is the website. Um, In the closing minutes, what else have we not touched on? Oh, there's a lot that we haven't touched on. Uh, But right now, with with how everybody is is concerned with – 
air quality right now and, yes. and the virus and and, and you know I, I think it's a number one topic on everybody's talk list uh, um, the only thing i would 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 tell our listeners is uh, you guys really want to focus on indoor air quality. You want to make sure that your home is as clean as possible, both not only in the house but underneath the house. Uh, so if you are interested in having us come out to do a free energy assessment, take a look at your crawl space, take a look at your attic, please feel free to reach out to us at 919-986-8808, or you can go onto our website at triangleradiantbarrier.com and sign up for a free online estimate. Good. That's Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Next week on this radio show, uh, we have Brian Garska with BD Blue Water Builders and Keith Ramsey from Garden Supply Company. And Brock will be back next week on Making Your Home Great.